This podcast contains an English accent that most of our Irish listeners will find offensive. Also, there may be some colourful language that you're going to find less offensive. Now, over to Ryan and Leon. Enjoy the podcast. Live, baby. <laughs> well, this is fun. Welcome and thank you for joining us in our uh, introduction episode, our teaser episode for the Poetry's Dead podcast. I'm delighted that you're here. This is the voice of Ryan Duggins, and next to me is the mercurial and beautiful uh, Leon Dunn. I don't think I've ever been referred to as mercurial before. I don't think that's true. I don't know, it's a very exotic word for me, baby. We've been cooking this idea for a while. We've been cooking this idea for a while and I, I'm just delighted to get started, basically. It's this gone through the fryer, it's the air fryer, <laughs> the oven, the toaster, but we're here. The slow cooker, more like the slow cooker. We've, been, we've had this on a soft boil for about four months now, we've been cooking this. We have, and we are pumped, we're delighted as you can hear. What is it? Why are you here? Why are we here? Well... Poetry Step Podcast. It's going to be a place where you can come and join us for a little half an hour journey around poetry. Poems that we love from people that you've heard of. Poems from people that you may not have heard of that we like. Um, Moments of poetry in everyday life. So things that you see in the street, whatever it is, we'll talk about it and bring the poetic beauty from those moments. So there's there's things to do here. And there's a lot to cover. There's much work to be done. There is indeed. A good place to start would be to look at, like, why this? Why poems? Why poetry? I know for a fact that when I was first forced down war poems at school, I couldn't stand the fucking thing. <laughs> so we're here now in, in our 30s and we, we love poetry. So I wonder, um, Leon, if you'd share... Maybe the first poem that stuck with you. First poem that stuck with me. What actually stands out the most is something I read a while ago. Mm. And it's Brendan Behan discussing the difference between prose and poetry. Mm. So Brendan Behan, famous Irish writer, obviously. Loved the point. Got invited. Oh, he loved a few sips. <laughs> loved the point. He got, uh, he got invited over to Oxford to discuss the differences between poetry and prose so his allegedly it goes that his um, partner who was debating it with him spoke for two hours and afterwards being got up and delivered a very short but very very sweet explanation and he said there was a gentleman called Rollox who worked for Ferrier and Pollux he walked on the strand with a girl in his hand and the tie came up to his ankles <laughs> Now he said that's prose. <laughs> that's prose. But if the tide was in, it would have been poetry, baby. Actually, I read I read his memoir. It wasn't really a memoir. It was his jail time mm. um, when he was uh, in England as someone who was like obviously quite a, a staunch Republican and spent time in the British jails. And I think anywhere that that man was, was he was going to make friends, mm. even if it was people that he just fucking hated <laughs> to his core so I, I, I just find him a really interesting fella I um, I guess, I guess mine like, like poetry's always been something I've kind of dotted around like rap and the music that you like and rhyme but I remember in 20 I think it was like 20 2017 
Um, do you remember the, the Manchester bombings? I do. Yeah, in the Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, yeah. Yeah, mad. So like, around that time, there was a, there's a poet called Tony Walsh. Right. And he wrote a poem uh, to commemorate the lives of uh, the 22 people that have been killed in the bombings. Mm. Um, and the poem was called This Is The Place. And he performed it in like the, the town centre, like the town square of Manchester. And it was a, a love letter to Manchester. Wow. About all the art, the people. Thousands of people were staring at him in the middle of a town square. Wow. Like, yeah. And they were hanging on to his every word. I've actually never seen someone who wasn't like, a, let's say, a political leader or like someone who was just speaking without music get that amount of like... I mean, you watch the video. If, if you've not seen this, by the way, go on YouTube. Tony Walsh, This Is The Place. Mm. The, the way that he was like holding everyone in his hands... And the emotion that people were like displaying in the town centre because it was just like a momentous thing to hear as a celebration of the city. I was like, I didn't know ever that poetry could have that impact. Be so powerful. No, and it and it is. So like yeah. since since then, I had I had the book, and I became someone who like just loved seeking out poets and and poetry. I think there's a you're right but it is powerful it's definitely powerful and it's funny when people find out that you're a poet well you're always you always come in handy whenever there's a funeral whenever there's a wedding whenever yeah. there's a celebration and like you wouldn't you wouldn't write a say you wouldn't write a few words there yeah. for it you know and it, but, but it's great because poetry can it can be good used in times of celebration and it can also be used in times of heartbreak yeah and it can heal and it can bring joy and it can bring I so think, many I things because like a lot of poets that we'd know mm. and I think, I'm, and including myself, like it starts in that world where you're writing poems for your for your dad mm. <laughs> for his birthday, yeah. Or like when you're writing a card and you could just write the run of the mill, but you're like, you know, let's make a bit of effort to make this person feel a different way by yeah. being a bit more creative. So, yeah. like it, but I think it always starts like that, like gestures, like writing things for like your mom, your dad, your mates. So I remember when I was like at the start of writing poetry, whenever we had like a, a jolly. Me and my mates, yeah. they'd always go right. Have you got? Have you got the poem? And I was like, you know what, lads, I've got the poem. So like, that's how it kind of started for me. The writing side, Charlie like, Boys was, out, and that's yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, it was literally that's yeah. what it was. Like the writing stuff came by just wanting to be like funny, but also like wanting my friends to go like, right, here's a poem to commemorate the weekend in Galway mm. or like the night out in Carlingford, and that's it. Kind of how it started with me to kind of in a very small way kind of what Tony Walsh was getting from Manchester we could anybody could get by writing something for anybody you know what I mean yeah I think you're right and it can be like I think when you're saying yeah commemorating certain things in your life but it's like kind of imagine a photograph with words that you're taking a snapshot of a moment in time and you're using your words to build a picture and whoever is reading or listening to that poem you're building that picture in their minds rather than with their eyes and there, it, it it kind of resonates with people because any good poem, any good story, it can it sucks you in and yeah. it's visceral. You feel like you're there when you look at a when you look at a, a photograph. It's a two dimensional space. It's a two dimensional object, and you can't you can you can see the sights and all that. But when you when you listen to something, when you read something that with words, it just kind of creates almost a better picture. Than an actual picture does, and I think you can feel that through the poetry that really, really hits you when you know that the writer is writing it to figure something out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whether it's like figuring something out that they're not sure about, or they're trying to poke out of like, I wonder why I feel 
this certain way or even wanting to commemorate events they're writing it through the memory through the kind of visceral feeling of being where they used to be and I think the good poems that you kind of remember you always feel like that writer is is in it is in it and and didn't know where the poem was going to end so that story you kind of written throughout because they're writing it as not therapy but a way of feeling out the reason they were writing the poem in the first place does that make sense i think every yeah 100 percent. and i think every creative is people always ask me they're like where do you get your ideas for your poems and i think a lot of creatives you don't have to be obviously a writer or any sort of thing but you can be like a painter you can you know whatever 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 it is creating you could be into garden cooking whatever it is and people go where do you get the idea for that and it's like i think a creative brain is born almost like a like a radio or a television mast on your head that nobody else can see and not to get too like artsy fire mystical we're gonna light some incense take our shoes off here baby there are candles lit in there are <laughs> in there's, the there is a can and it sounds delicious but there are Budweiser the cans as well so we're not that bad but, but. <laughs> there, are, there are candles we're keeping it real but like it's like it's almost like you're, you're you have a radio mast and you get these ideas that feel like it comes from somewhere else and it's very difficult to describe what that place is because none of us know really but no. it's, it's it's like I don't know I've, I've been I've been woken up in the middle of the night sometimes. Same. Like, yeah. That's me. Cold yeah. sweat stuff where you like you wake up and you have a dream or you kind of go, oh, I need to I need to write about that thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a bit of magic, really. Yeah, it is. It's not, you can't even talk, like, no one knows where it comes from. You know, it's just you're inspired by your subconscious as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. The Greek, the Greek said it was the muses. I think the muses is like, well, it's like these deities these kind of, uh, what I say, non-physical kind of beings or whatever it is that would hand down these ideas to the artists. I think, obviously, it's not going to be that simple, but I don't know where, I don't know where it is, you know, that it comes from, but it's very difficult to explain, you know, but yeah. I think every every creative kind of has that. And when, you know, you kind of get this when you're not using your, your radio mask, that's like you kind of get this frustration almost that you kind of need to be used and say like the universe is like what are you doing? You have this, you have this no. Ferrari and you're not driving and what's the story? You yeah. need to kind of get it uh get it going baby well that's where we are really so um what we're going to be doing so this was uh, just an instruction to who we were um the next thing we're going to do we're going to do a series a series of episodes where we'll be just sharing some of our favorite pieces of work sharing things that we've read recently and you're more than welcome to join us like we'd love to have you get um, involved get involved as well so like if you are a writer or would love to be one and you've never shared a poem before we'd love to hear from you mm. um if you're someone who has read something recently that you you know change your perspective on something or change your life in some way because you know poems do that all the time as well and we would love to hear from you so you can find us on instagram uh, it's the poetry's dead podcast dm us we're always sending re- like <laughs> we were signaling out things that we want to hear um, and requests of listen feel free to get in touch we'll share pretty much anything <laughs> carrier pigeon and facts as well if you want <laughs> we're going to keep it old school for the older kind of listeners you know alright listen we'll see you next time ciao ciao